Hello and welcome to another episode of 10,000 Hours. I'm Grant Spanier. And I'm Vince Kochi. And you are listening to episode 120. Ah, nothing there. Sometimes I, I like to step step up to the edge and just like th- see. I, just, I like to feel alive. I'm, I'm like at the edge of the, the plane about to jump out and you just hope that some insight, some uh, some epiphany will, will come to you. <laughs> like, a, like a lightning bolt will strike you and you'll get to say a number-related pun of some kind. Yeah, something, man. But I was just blank... Blank slate, tabula rasa, just for a moment there. You know, Grant, it's important to know when you're beaten to pick up the pieces and try again next week. No, no shame in that at all. And well, hey man, we got episode 121 coming up, and that's a palindrome, so I, I've got a good feeling about that. So skip <laughs> this one, guys. Yeah, yeah, skip this up. No, no, this is a great episode. Uh, we we had a really fun conversation uh, with two guests actually, and that was uh, Mike and John. Michael and Jonathan, uh, co-founders of a company called Unsettled, which essentially uh, gets people out of their comfort zone and and sends them on a creative retreat of sorts uh, to far-flung places uh, around the world, including uh, where they called in from, which was uh, Medellin, Colombia. Yeah, this month they're in Medellin, Colombia, and they were generous enough with their time to call in and have a conversation all, all the way from that destination. Uh, that conversation was about, very fittingly, taking a leap. When do you go all in on a project? It's appropriate because, you know, they not only took a leap themselves in starting Unsettled, but their company helps other people take leaps, take risks on their own, calculated risks. Uh, and that's really what the conversation centered around this week. Yeah, great conversation with those guys. I think super inspiring for anybody who's who is you know maybe considering a leap or or maybe is even looking for something to get them uh to leap like unsettled i think it's a cool company definitely worth checking out um speaking of cool companies vince uh we're actually welcoming a new sponsor uh to the podcast this week and that is a company called ultra human um and specifically a product that i have been uh, testing out for a couple weeks here and i really really dig it um you know it's important to us on the show to promote stuff that we care about and promote things that we actually use and like. And this is a, a great example of that. Uh, it's a nootropic, which is basically a cognitive supplement, like a brain supplement. Um, and I've been sort of replacing the copious amounts of cold brew that I drink uh, with one of these. So I'll, I'll just take one of these um, on a day that I'm really trying to focus and get work done and really get in the zone and get in the flow. Um, and honestly, flow is so important to me in and we've discussed it on the podcast several times, but uh, getting into that creative headspace is is really important to the work I'm doing. And I got to say, I've had really great results. Uh, it's really helped my focus. It's uh, made me honestly less anxious when I'm working and uh, uh, a lot less kind of strung out um, in relation to coffee. And so it's really kind of chilled me out and it's been, been great. I've had a great experience with it. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, my free sample came less than a week ago, so I'll be joining you soon. Can't Lovely. wait to try it. And hey, the cool. testimony doesn't lie. There are a lot of people with many positive things to say about the product. Mm-hmm. So super excited to welcome them aboard. Yes, thank you, thank you. And uh, if you're interested in trying it out, I I would just genuinely recommend you do. I I even even try a th- try 30 days of it, and uh, I think it's worth uh, a small investment to do that. Um, and you can check them out at theultrahuman.net the ultrahuman.net and uh they're giving ten thousand hours listeners a uh, a ten dollar off and free shipping on a 30 tab box 
Uh, just use the promo code 10,000 hours. That's one one. Uh, That's one zero. How many? Zero zero Wait. zero. Okay, so yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no. Yes, it's but it's four zeros total, right? It's not one zero. Only the one. It's a one. one. But, a then, zero. but then there's four zeros. Four after zeros. That. And then ours. Okay, all one word? Yep, that's right. Yep. Great. Thanks, Vince. <laughs> uh, and thank you, Ultra Human, for, uh, for supporting the show and for creating a product that uh, I really, really dig. And thank you to John and Michael from Unsettled for joining us this week. And thank you, listeners, for listening this week and listening every week. And I hope you enjoy as much as we did episode 120, The Leap. Definitely more surprised about being iced in 2017 than I was in Plano, <laughs> Kenya. But hey, guys, you guys keep at it. Keep icing alive. Uh, Vince. Grant. Um. That's a fun game that we're playing these days is we say each other's name. I don't know. It's just n- it's nice to hear my name said aloud, especially by someone I care about. Uh, no, I don't disagree. I'm I'm right there with you. And it's just nice to just have a moment, you know, before things get too crazy. Sometimes we get so wild on this show. It's like there's no train of thought. There's no through line of an idea. The conversation, there's no method to the madness. It, and it is like just madness. <laughs> there, it's just madness. And so to just have one moment where I can sort of look into your eyes uh, through the microphone at least and the just metaphorical just, <laughs> sound look yes yeah no, and just no. say your name and then and to hear my name reverberate back through your <laughs> lips in the darkness wow Ooh. and we're getting somewhere maybe vince uh yeah all that being said all that being done you could just tell me what are you putting your time into and uh, what are you working on well, Grant, I mean, there's a lot going on for me. We just got some good news today. I can't, I should be able to sense, not to date the show, that it'll be in the future, but we just won a little biz at Yamamoto, Ooh. so that was fun. Uh, that has kept me busy for the last few weeks working on that pitch. Also, working on a few speeches. I got to do a best man speech uh, in the summer, and I have to do some actual nuptial speeches, marrying a few of my friends. So I've got a lot of drafts kicking around in the old google docs wow well send those over we'll show notes those for listener uh, feedback well, i'm actually maybe we it's kind of personal i'll so go maybe ahead not i'll go ahead and find that uh <laughs> and get that up on uh, but yeah that's been keeping me busy grant what about you what have you been putting your time into man oh man uh trying to think i've been doing a bunch of freelance work i've been working on this campaign for uh patreon um that i'm super excited about uh, it's like sort of something revolving around the arts and I think a bit of a reaction to the political climate. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've been doing that on the side and then death to stock. We actually just launched, uh, like 1.5 version 1.5 of the app. So it finally looks, uh, respectable. I'm actually proud of that. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's been, uh, it's been a bit of a grind and you know, it's, it's so much stuff in post. Uh, with especially with filmmaking and photo stuff, there's so many projects in just varying levels of pre and post. It's like it never ends. At <laughs> times, a flat circle, right? Yeah, and then uh, and Vince. By the way, what happens when we die? Did we figure that out? 
I I've, been think me- still, I've been meaning to I ask think it's you TBD. that. I think that's a hard TBD. Okay, well, perhaps our guests know. And, I mean, we've got twice the brain power, hopefully, allegedly, right, with two guests? I'm just doing math there. I, yeah. that is, that's empirically true. Absolutely. Uh, yes, so perhaps our guests can answer that question, among others. And I'm super excited to have these guys on, uh, just looking at what they're building and... Uh, yeah, their company is just super interesting, and and I think it's hitting at a really interesting time. And, and I'll let them dig into that. But uh, all the way from Medellin, Colombia, today, we welcome Michael Youngblood and John Kalen, uh, co-founders of Unsettled. What's up, guys? Hey, how you doing? Could you guys go ahead and just say your names uh, so we know who's talking? This is Youngblood, and this is Kalen. All right. I think I got Perfect. it. I mean, it's pretty similar. I'm gonna I'm gonna be the guy that says Youngblood's got a little bit more similar of a in vibrato. He's got a little bit of a you know, it's a little fuller. <laughs> that's true. No, that's a little right. goofier, maybe more robust. Yeah, it cool. feels so good when you guys say our names. By the way, there's just a moment there. I don't know if you realized it. But They're we, already buying in, Grant. <laughs> oh, Best baby. guests ever. This is this is gonna be this is gonna be a little <laughs> off the rails. I can feel it already, but I like it. I like it a lot. Motivation strategy. We'll, we'll just look each other in the eye every morning and just say each other's name. It's a great tip. <laughs> I mean, it's really it keeps us going to keep us moving, fellas. It works. Uh, <laughs> could you maybe? I mean, this is um, this isn't standard practice, but could you just tell us why you're in Colombia? We are running a co-working retreat down here, which is the concept behind the business that we co-founded last year. So we run these co-working retreats all over the world, and they're 30 days long. And so we've been here in Medellin for almost three weeks. There's a bit of the J, the J sound in there. I feel like I was losing that in Medellin. Medellin. As long as you don't call it Medellin. Uh, pretty much okay. That's cool. Then I feel like that was sort of an answer to our typical question. But if maybe if you guys uh, want to go deeper, Vince, yes, I'll let you uh, ask it. I'll you, go you, through the formalities you, of it at least. You earned it. You earned it, kid. <laughs> uh, as I catch the towel from the Pittsburgh Steelers guy. <laughs> um, guys, what are you putting your time into recently? What are you working on? Well, uh, Michael's just sort of wrapping up the first uh, first trip in February uh, for Medellin. I am on board to kick off March. We're doing two months in a row here because it's such a great city. Uh, so I'm spending my time planning out an experience for the next 30 days for 20 amazing people from around the world to have a great time for the month, to be productive, to have a great time, to adventure, to explore, uh, to get connected to the city. So I am... Uh, siphoning all the knowledge that Michael has learned and the team has learned here and and plugging that in for the next month and uh, at the same time looking very far ahead to uh, spring, fall, summer and planning out some of our next destinations. And likewise, I've been down here running this retreat while John's been planning the next and to give you an idea, time is a word of the minute. We have been uh, probably the first two weeks put about 20 hours a week into getting this retreat going, you can imagine you're just meeting, you know, 20 something people from all over the world who decided to spend a month down here with us. We're running, you know, two or three, a couple workshops today. You know, we're going out every single night, you know, we're still going to the gym, the yoga classes. I mean, these are full days. So we put our hearts and our souls into these trips and it's, it's a lot of time. Wow. That's, I mean, it's excellent. How long have you been doing this? Or is this, is this the first, forgive me for not, for not picking up. So, on 
No, we've uh, it's it's the company's new. We founded this almost I think it's literally a year ago. Exactly a year ago, we were sitting in our living room going, "We should do this. We should we should do this." After a long process before that, but uh, yeah, that's the official. Uh, you guys are getting lucky on our anniversary here, but uh, <laughs> it, the idea has been around for a lot longer. We've been doing this sort of on the side and for friends and family and uh, running these kinds of trips in, in nature uh, for a couple of years now. Very cool. Well, I think you have unwittingly been accomplices in segueing to the topic at hand, which I'm very excited to talk to you guys about. Uh, it is a topic that Grant and I and some of our guests in the past have sort of flirted with and broached and touched on, but we felt like the fact that you had gone so all in on, on the project, as you've described here uh, just last year, it would be a perfect opportunity to talk to you guys about, in quotes, the leap, as in... When do you make the decision to risk it all? Maybe that's too dramatic of a term, but in a, in a way, it's true. Mm. And jump in feet first on a project or pursuit. Yeah, I think it, it might be helpful to talk a little bit about what we were doing before we we went all in and, and leading up to it. So uh, we both have careers in in media. I was working at MIT Press, running some journals up there, and um, and. I'd actually never stepped foot in Cambridge, Massachusetts, as I was working for MIT for four years. And and by working remotely, I had slowly learned over the years that you know I could I didn't have to be you know in any office and, and I could do this anywhere. And I traveled for some time, and I was kind of getting bored of doing it on my own. To be honest, you know I'd, I'd you know taken my laptop and my phone all around the world for for four years, and I realized I, I wanted to to be doing this with people. And so, um, you know, slowly over the last two years, we began sort of running these trips as a total side project. And, um, and so that's what I was up to. Jonathan was sort of coming at this at a similar but different angle. Yeah, so I was working as a photojournalist and journalist um, based in Africa and the Middle East for about four years. So I was highly unsettled. I mean, I, I lived everywhere from a kitchen cupboard to friends' couches to sort of crash pads for, you know, a week to a month at a time. And... You know, I, I was lucky in that I felt like I had a great community wherever I went. Um, just by nature of being a journalist, I was meeting really interesting people, connecting to different ecosystems, spending a lot of time with entrepreneurs in you know all over all over uh, all over the world. And um, but I realized over time, you know, there was more to it. You know, I wanted to really build something beyond just uh, you know freelancing and media, which is a great job. But you know, after four years. Uh, I really wanted to build something. And, you know, part of what I love to do was really help people shape a different perspective in their lives. And I think, you know, journalism is all about changing people's perspectives in the world. Um, and so it was something around that, you know, the idea was kicking around there. And obviously I wanted to continue to travel. Um, I wanted to continue to uh, sort of live a lifestyle where I'd be able to be mobile and meet a lot of people. And, um, you know, when I came back from uh, working in Africa, I spent two years running a media and tech startup in Silicon Valley and realized how much I, number one, hated being in one place and, and number two, um, you know, didn't like working for anybody else. And, you know, I was sort of a founder in a sense, um, but it wasn't necessarily my company. I was sort of joining others. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, I think you realize that, um, you know, at least for me, there was something about really building something. Mm. Uh, and that's when Michael and I kind of connected and reconnected, um, you know, after a couple of years. 
That's cool. I mean, that's that seems like such a great place to start, Vince. When we think about the leap, it it is kind of like become cliche almost, especially in the conversations we have with with people who are trying to build things or who are somewhere on their journey. There's this idea that uh, success will, or I mean, there's this idea that what X or blank will make them happy, and a lot of times people actually need to start by defining success or having some perspective on what they actually want instead of just like the idea of something. And it sounds like you got some perspective on like what was important to you and, wh- and what you guys wanted to do long term. Yeah. And interestingly enough, you know, there was a moment where we took that leap and it, it was about three days leading up to it. It was funny enough in Colombia, exactly a year ago, we were down here for a totally different reason. And, um, Jonathan had just quit his job that he just referenced in Silicon Valley. I had within the same week, unknowingly, uh, quit my job with MIT and, uh, we'd spoken a few days before he jumped on a flight. As soon as we both realized we were quitting jobs, he flew down to see me in Columbia. And, and we basically spent the first three to four days challenging each other on what we had just been through, what we liked about it, what, how it resonated with our values. We really push each other on, on our values, you know, challenge them, you know, took off our mask that we show every day in our work lives and, and, you know, ask ourselves what trajectory do we want next? What do we want to be building? And, and by going through that process, I mean, it was, it was one of the most difficult, but also rewarding processes in my life. You know, when we got to the point of, of asking ourselves, are we ready to take this leap? I think having connected through those values, through those principles, you know, we knew that together, you know, we were ready to, to take that plunge. Yeah. And to add on that, you know, it really, it wasn't, it was a leap at that point, but it was really a sort of natural step. I mean, we had spent uh, so much time looking at to your sort of um, uh, notion of what is success. I mean, we really laid out what is success for us. Is success a lot of money? Is it a certain amount of money and a type of community? Is it people and having a great network of people? Is it relationships? Is it lifestyle? You know, and we broke down all those different elements and prioritized them. Um, you know, in Michael's apartment was basically the entire wall was covered in post-it notes because we're just really going through this deep thought exercise of, you know, what is the next five years going to look like and what have we learned in the past five years? And, and when we came to the end of it, it was really, I think, a natural conclusion of um, unsettled, just it made sense, right? There was no um, sort of challenge to our underlying values. It actually helped accelerate and, and um, help us live out the values that we both believe in and about values that we both shared. Um, and so when we looked at it, it just made sense. And, and in the context of, you know, what we didn't mention was we'd been running trips like this sort of before that. Um, we did a sailing, uh, sailing retreat for friends. Michael ran um, co-working retreats in Bali and Curacao for 30 days to about 30, 40 people. Uh, and so, you know, we we're familiar with this concept. It was just, do we take it to the next level? And is building this into a bigger business um, something that's going to help us grow in the direction that we want? Is it going to help us succeed in the way that we want? Is it going to fulfill, you know, the lifestyle that we want? Um, and the answer was, was really yes in all those categories. See, I what I love about that illustration is that there's also a, there's often a level of romance uh, that goes into the phrase "take a leap" or "take the leap," uh, which sort of belies how strategic of a move it really should be. I don't think anyone's advocating for just massively shaking up your life or jumping into an endeavor feet first with no inclination of where you're going. Uh, Though there are certain times where that would probably be the right move. The leap is 
like you said, it's a next step. It's just a very big, big step. Yeah, I think the, the leap was sort of, for me, it was coming to Columbia. I mean, it was saying, I don't know what's going to happen here. I just quit my job. I don't know what's next. I had, you know, 10 different ideas bubbling up. Um, and for me, it was, and I think a lot of people, um, it's not knowing what's going to be next, um, but it's saying, I'm going to give myself the time to figure it out. And I think Michael and I both said, we're going to give ourselves a couple months to figure out what is next. Mm. And the leap maybe was not so much the starting the company. Uh, the leap was really, do we leave what we're doing now? Have we built up enough, let's say, security or stability to be able to give ourselves time? And I think, especially with people who come out unsettled, I think that's really what the point of it is. It's yeah. give yourself time to think through those things, to be strategic, um, to really step back from your routine and break out of it. Because when you're in those environments, like you are in a box and you can't see outside of that box. And so just bringing people outside of their environment, just coming to Columbia and spending, you know, two weeks with Michael kind of hashing these things out. Um, I think that's, that's part of the biggest, uh, biggest step in this, not actually starting the company. That's a whole new set of challenges. Oh, totally. I mean, and as you're describing, as you're describing, you know, uh, the exercise you were going through, I, I was like, oh yeah, that sounds like a lot of planning. And as somebody who does plan a lot or is like, you know, mildly OCD, like everything in me wants to check all of the boxes to make sure this is okay. And this is right. And this is gonna be, but the, the balance of that is, uh, is actually just like committing to the thing and committing to the unknown a lot of times because you can't you can't plan I mean you could put a five year plan out on what you guys want to do but there's just no way you can plan out with exa- exactness or certainty everything you want but uh, it's actually like podcasting or it's like showing up to like uh, improv or like anything it's like as long as you like make the space for yourself to be there and be present and be available like that is the work and sometimes it's not 100%. Important. yeah it's just like that's where it happens and I think it's also it's, it's you know you were mentioning it's kind of romanticized this, this idea of the leap it's it's not one leap it's hundreds <laughs> yes. of leaps back to back over <laughs> a year into the unknown over and over again and you know for us it's it's you know we're still out there and it's like any creative endeavor especially I think around entrepreneurship and innovation you're literally building you know roads to, to a place where there are no road maps you know you're going where nobody else has ever gone you're building something that doesn't exist and in our case it's an entire new market you know yeah. this the idea of these co-working retreats the idea of working remotely has only existed you know f- about four years it really didn't exist before then and sort of the context we're, we're working in here so we're, we're totally going into the yeah. unknown and taking leaps every day I mean we had never ran a retreat in Medellin before we were down here you know we're going to all these new locations all the time and, right. and uh, it's, it's also it's very thrilling at so, the same time I've, oh absolutely I, I feel like there's like a adrenaline junkie kind of uh, attributes to that but sure. so so what I'm what I'm wondering is um, I, I find myself taking all sorts of leaps pretty consistently as well and um, in different ways but uh, something that's really helpful for me or one reason that I, f- I feel like uh, I can do that is I feel like I have a lot of confidence and I have like safety nets in different ways. Um, you know, whether that's my, the people around me, support systems, collaborators, whatever. I'm just wondering like if there are specific things that give you guys the confidence to take that jump or, or even maybe more specifically, you know, when we were getting rolling with the company, what gave you the, the chutzpah to feel like you could do it and, or, you know, as you get going, what, what gives you that confidence now? 
Yeah, that's a great question. I would I would just kind of add to the context of the question, you know, and you think of entrepreneurs, you know, they're almost a definition of insane because they believe as individuals that they can create something better than what exists in the market. And if you think about economics, like markets are extremely efficient. They're one of the most efficient things in nature. And somehow an individual thinks they can create something that doesn't exist. And so it's just unbelievable to think that we can go out there and do things like that. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and I think, you know, one of the most powerful things somebody said to me when they came out of one of our sessions, I think it was in Buenos Aires, it was like a purpose session that we, we had run, and he said, you know, every day for the next, you know, as long as I remember to, uh, I'm going to tell myself that, you know, trust myself to make the right decisions. And I think it comes from a process of looking back at, you know, where you've been and what you've done and realizing that, you know, yes, the path may not be linear and yes, it may be full of, you know, different changes and leaps and, and embracing uh, or explorations of the unknown. Um, but if you look back at your trajectory, like you're still here. Like you're still alive, you're still breathing, you have enough money to feed yourself, hopefully, you have enough money to put a roof over your head, like you have survived. Uh, and now the question is, like, how do I thrive and what's going to make me thrive? And I think it's really the confidence to look at your own story and say, you know, I've, I've done well. Um, and if you can look at how you've done well and begin to trust your decision making process, or just understand your decision-making process, um, you know, you can sort of build up that confidence um, to be able to say, you know what, I don't know what's going to happen, but I know that last time I did it this way, it worked out. Um, or last time I did it this way, you know, it went in this direction, which I didn't expect, but it was really interesting. So really, you know, I think the idea of setting goals and, and, and things for yourself um, can be great. But for some people, it's just setting a path and it's setting intentionality and saying, you know, I'm not going to set, you know, New Year's resolutions of doing these 10 things by the end of the year, like quitting my job or you know, traveling. It's I'm going to set myself on a path where I feel like I'm growing and learning every single day. And that way you don't have an end result to be disappointed in. Uh, and you can take more risks and let sort of the path kind of guide you. Um, and as long as you have that confidence in yourself to carry it, um, you know, I think most people end on their feet. I would add that. I'm not a particularly confident guy, you know, I, I don't, you know, lack it, but I'm, I'm not, you know, like a nine or a 10 on a scale. Um, and what I've found is I trust the process. I'm confident in the process that Jonathan and I have developed, you know, life is a process. It's something I've talked about with Jonathan's dad who had an interesting you know, business career and just an interesting life. And, and when you begin to, to think about, you know, life, it's nothing but a process. And if you dedicate yourself to going through that circular process over and over again, that's essentially what we've done here. You know, we sort of come up with, you know, a set of principles, a methodology, a philosophy that we believe in of unsettled. And we always come back to that philosophy. And, you know, I'm lacking confidence myself. I never lack confidence in that process that, that I believe in. Yeah, this is, this is all very interesting stuff. It's, it's kind of sounding like with the right amount of preparation and rigor and, and uh, trusting the right things and understanding them in the right way that the fear involved the fear being sort of the natural barrier to making a leap i think we can all sort of agree on that as table stakes begins to become reduced and that makes leaping easier or does it maybe Hmm. i can ask it in this way michael and jonathan what does it feel like to leap to you two if you could describe emotionally what the process was like when you finally did move down to or, or go down to Columbia or when you did finally quit your jobs. I mean, that's a, a major milestone in your lives. Was it relief? Was it fear? Was it thrill? I heard the word thrill come up before. I'm just curious to kind of hear your deconstruction of it. 
Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think for me, it was excitement. Um, whenever I'm given a blank slate, I look at the possibilities and the opportunities as infinite. And I think the people that I meet and the people that I surround myself with, um, it sort of creates this incredible universe of opportunities. And for me, I love that. Like I thrive off that. And so, you know, I think there's the initial um, fear of leaving a job. I mean, it was really, I've, I've, I've had probably two jobs in my life and both were sort of startups and everything else in between has been doing my own thing. And so for me, like working within structure and having a salary is actually kind of more uncomfortable because I just feel a sense of stagnation. Um, and so, you know, when I got past that fear of, you know, it was more, what am I going to do? Like, what am I good at? Right. Because when you're working for a certain industry, a certain company, you think that that's your whole realm of possibility. You think that, oh, well, can I become a marketing consultant or a content consultant? Like you think about all the things that you're good at that apply to sort of the sector that you're in. But then when you finally step back enough and make that leap, the fear goes away when you realize all those skills translate to something else. I mean, my ability as a journalist kind of translates directly to helping people in these experiences gain perspective. And, and, and there's a lot of direct translation that I never thought of. And so I think it was, you know, fear at first and then just thrill of, I don't know what this can become, but as Michael said, we kind of just figure out a process that we trusted in. Um, and that kind of drove it forward and still does. Yeah. And I just add, you know, I think there are some short-term emotions and you have to recognize that they are short-term. So when I quit my job, I, I probably had a lot of anxiety. And I think I remember having a lot of anxiety around that. I had, you know, for four years had, you know, structure, you know, steady pay. Um, I set pretty consistent hours for myself. I was, you know, more or less, you know, self-employed. And um, and so when I had quit that, you know, I, I, I felt the anxiety of not knowing what was next and knowing it was going to be a hell of an uphill battle to do it next. And, you know, something else is, you know, this is neither John nor my, you know, first rodeo and starting a business. And something I've learned along the way is when you start, you know, a business, an art project, a side project, everybody in your life will have opinions about it. Many of them, maybe even most of them are negative. Some of the people who are closest in my life, you know, loved ones I'm thinking of have, have given me some of the most negative, you know, just impression of why are you starting a business, you know, and you can do so many other things. And so I've had to remove myself away from, you know, societal expectations, family expectations in order to look at myself and to say, you know, this is something that, that I'm ready to do. This is something that I'm, I want to do and, and you know, just be present with my own emotions and process. Oh, that, that, that's something that has come up so, mm. so many times on the show. I mean, with Seth Godin, <clears throat> who was on, I think episode in the thirties or something, but he, we, and we've quoted him several times on, uh, he had this really great thing. What he is something like, um, anytime you're doing something that hasn't been done, like no one's going to tell you to do it. Like yeah. people aren't, I mean, that's just like, they, why would they tell you to do it? Like it has, and so it's like you, and it's just like that idea of finding your voice and finding your own confidence and, and doing your thing, man, that's, it's so important. I, I'm a pretty confident person and I've like done a fair amount of things and I still have to remind myself constantly, like every day about the importance of that. Ugh. It's, and it's, it's really so strange of a phenomenon yeah. and, and an interesting situation to be in. Right. And that's, it's really what lends a great deal of the unpredictability to the leap again in quotes is that it's also a bit mad to not listen to all of the people in your life that you love and trust. Right. Yeah. Even if they're being negative, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like you have lived your life in a way and talk about suggesting patterns. These people clearly want what is good for you. They are looking out 
for in the most part for your best interests they all tell you not to do it and still the right move might be to do it it's sort of a calculated insanity of a sort (laughs) calculated insanity that's a good one very good way of putting it and it it is i mean it's it's something that that um you know i think it takes a long time for people to realize what they expect of themselves versus what society expects of them and i think um you know this happens to a lot of people just generally between the ages of like 27 and 34 i'd say who kind of realize that like okay, I've done it. Like I've done everything that society has told me to do. I've got the job. I've got the two weeks vacation. I've got the apartment. I've got, you know, a nice life, but I'm not unhappy, but I'm not like fully fulfilled. And I think it takes a long process of understanding the self to realize, okay, what those people want from me is, is great, but there's something else I want for myself. And I think that's the biggest leap. If I was to, to sort of uh, put it that way, like the biggest leap is making that break from what society expects of you to what you're going to start expecting of yourself. Um, and we've seen that time and time again on these experiences of people kind of coming to that realization of, wow, like this isn't what I wanted. I'm glad I did it, but this, I, I really want to move in a different direction. And it's against a lot of perhaps what people are telling me to do or what people expect of me. And, um, you know, it can be a lonely endeavor. Uh, and I think, mm-hmm. you know, for Michael and I, I don't think either of us would be able to, to take this journey alone. I think there's a lot of value in, in doing it with somebody uh, um, as an entrepreneur. And, then, you know, I've heard that over and over again. Um, so, yeah. I think this is the part of the show where we just all are silent and then I say, Vince? <laughs> is, is this that part yeah and then show? you say my name back man they were talking about partnership they're talking about how important it is just, <laughs> oh, come on right. man no see clearly i got the signals cross grant <laughs> okay yes we did it we did it uh, uh, okay so i, I kind of want to get us on uh, now a little bit deeper into unsettled but i will say on that on that uh, last topic Something I've dealt with a lot, especially, you know, last probably couple of years has been like that, that loneliness you talk about is like the, I think a, a, a phase that's a little bit further down the entrepreneurial path or like the artistic path of like finding your voice is, is when your standards, when you realize like your standards, your, your happiness, your satisfaction is actually like comes to you. Like it's up to you to decide that. And when you set really high standards, it can be kind of like daunting where it's like someone might like something you did and you might not like it. Not saying that you should be destructive of it, but it's like, uh, yeah, when you have high standards for the work you want to do, it's like, it, it just, it becomes like sort of a double-edged sword, but it, it is like, it, it's all, it's all good. It's all helpful. Okay. So, Perhaps you can talk a little bit about maybe um, what you, I just want to know what you've learned from the people who have come on these trips, or maybe you can talk a bit about like the type of person that's gone on these and, and I guess what you've learned along the way of like facilitating people taking leaps and like joining you guys in far flung places. Um, yeah, I'm having a hard time getting up the last conversation. I was enjoying that so much. There's oh, man. One more, so one more thought. Please, that's share. fine. Hey, we'll no, out. There's no yeah. rules here. All right. You know, one thing, um, the last couple of years, I've realized more and more some of the great leaders I've looked at, you know, they're like modern day people, maybe like Elon Musk or, you know, some of the founding fathers of the United States. And I realized, you know, about finding your voice, like they articulate it their worldviews, you know, pretty early on in their careers. And you see, you know, guys like Elon Musk, he, he writes a lot, you know, the manifesto of his company, you know, the vision for his company, the five-year plans. And yeah. and it's a bedrock based on, you know, I think their core values. And they really come across articulating that. And so I think when 
we took our leap. It was easy because, you know, I said, I'm, I'm not the most confident guy in the world, but I'm very confident in my values. I'm a very printable person. John reminds me of that all the time when we <laughs> debate about business matters. And, and because we came together through this value driven, you know, moment in our lives to create a company, that's what made that leap so much easier. So, you know, anybody who is considering taking a leap, I really think the first thing they should think about doing is articulating what is their bedrock, you know, what's mm-hmm. going to hold them through any moment. And, and I think this transitions perfectly into the people who come on these trips. I think they're people who are in a moment when they need to articulate that, you know, what is it that really matters in their life? What are they looking for? Um, what haven't they received out of life in the last few years? You know, there's a lot of people who come on these trips who are a little bit sick and tired of their routine and kind of want to be, I mean, take a leap, you know, they, they, they want to be sort of shaken up a little bit. And, you know, that comes a little bit with, with travel, of course, going to a new place. It comes a little bit with, you know, meeting, you know, 25 new people from, you know, a dozen different countries all over the world. And it comes a little bit with Unsettled's philosophy. That's what we want to do. You know, we want to shake people. We want to help them articulate what's important in their lives. What are their values? How is that trajectory? You know, how they made decisions in their past, knowingly or not? And how are they going to continue to do that? So I think a lot of people are coming, uh, looking to, to, you know, plan out the next five years and, and maybe take some leaps along the way. Yeah. Or they just quit their job and they don't know what they're looking for at all. <laughs> yeah. and- space to find it or they know exactly what they want to do and they want to give themselves a space to build it i think it's it's really amazing that you can have such a diversity of, of people in terms of not only where they're from and what they do but but what their intention is for the month um but what unites them all together is that they do want to intentionally spend a month together in a new place um and that sort of cross-pollination of people of ideas of, of where they're coming from um, is for us, I think, what makes the experience so exciting um, is that you really get this diversity um, that inspires creativity in you, that, that does give you this fresh perspective beyond just traveling to a new place. It's discovering new ideas and it's, it's meeting new people and it's, it's pursuing something new. Totally. It, it kind of seems... It, it seems like a leap. It, it seems like a kind of a mid-range leap, though, too, because like, you know, we were talking about that idea of the big leap and uh, sort of over putting too much energy or power in that. And I think of the podcast as one example or other ways where it's like you're showing up on a smaller level. And it, it, especially if you have something consistent like that in your life, these like mini leaps, you know, as you're talking about doing leaps every day, having those mini leaps give you the confidence to do these like other leaps. It sounds like maybe this is kind of like a mid range leap where it's like, it, there's like less pressure on it to be defining you for, you know, 10 years, but there is like this opportunity. It's, it's like a more, it's a more flavorful leap. And, and I think you know, you're right, and it's also it's manageable, right? You're yeah, not manageable you're not, is the term. I was like, flavorful was not it. I, I I leapt with that one. You know, it felt it felt good on my tongue, but it was not right. Manageable was correct. Okay, go on. It is it's a manageable leap in that you know um, it is a month. You know, and I think there's a lot of people who who can take a month and continue to work, or can take a month as a sabbatical, or. Um, you know, it's, it's much more manageable than, than saying, I'm just going to straight up quit my job and go travel the world for a year, right? There's a lot to figure out if you go through that process. Um, I think part of Unsettled is is making that that sort of, uh, giving you sort of a platform to push yourself outside of your comfort zone, right? It's, it's landing in, you know, we take care of, you know, accommodation and a co-working space and a great community, events, workshops, like we have these things that are not not to baby you or coddle you or give you this prepackaged experience, but to give you some sense of, 
all right, like I'm just going to land here, show up, and like I'm going to be able to focus on the yes. things that matter to me as opposed to handling sort of a lot of the things that, you know, if I was to come to, to Medellin on my own, I got to, you know, how do I know where the best place to stay is? How do I know where to work? How do I know this neighborhood? There's a lot of questions that people have. And so for us, if we can make that part just a little bit easier um, and also provide, you know, a great community that's built in that shares the same values as, as you, um, that makes that, that sort of mid-size or medium leap um, a little bit more, again, manageable. You know, I think there's something else happening at sort of a macro level around the world right now. I, there's this data point I've been saying for a couple of years now, it's from the U.S. Department of Labor, and even this data point's a couple of years old, and that's our generation, and, you know, it was referring to, to millennials mostly, but it is even uh, beyond a generation, you know, people in the workforce the last 15 years are changing careers every four years, entire career paths, not jobs, careers. If you think about that, you know, every four years we're taking like, the new industries where we don't have industry-specific knowledge. And, you know, we see people come on our trips who, you know, have worked in, in you know, Fortune 500 companies, you know, for four, eight, ten years, and, and they finally take that leap. We see people who are, you know, accountants you know, pretty conservative fields, you know, where they knew exactly where their money was coming from. And, and they decided they have to leave their job because, I mean, one guy in particular saw his best friend, you know, basically die right in front of him and he had to leave. You know, we see people who have gone through divorces recently and, and they feel like they, they really need fresh perspective. And so I just think the leap is happening more often, mm -hmm. more frequent today than has ever happened before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean... That's sort of a thing that all leaps have in common, that no matter how they go, no matter how prepared you are for them or how disastrously they might end up, you are always somewhere else than where you started. And I think that's a lot of the a lot of the attraction that comes into leaping comes from the fact that if nothing else, there will be a change that happens in your life. Yeah. Yeah, and if nothing else, there will be a great story and a great journey. You know, it's it's not life's not about a destination. You know, if life was about a destination, your goal would be to die. We disagree. <laughs> oh wait, <laughs> didn't we start this podcast asking that very question? What happens after? Yeah, wow, yeah. and truly they've delivered. I you know I hate to be the one to make us leap again, especially since the conversation's going so well. But hey, time is not an infinite resource, so. We all, wait, I wait, may. Vince, we've been arguing uh, on this show that you have 10,000 hours, right? That's how many hours you get and then you die, right? <laughs> that, that's the whole point, Yeah, right? that's words I'm a, okay. I okay. think we're quoting Malcolm when we say that. Hours. I thought we'd be here for 10,000 hours. <laughs> I was really settling in for a long one. Uh, <laughs> I'd need a more comfortable chair if that was the case. But uh, when we're talking about leaps, let's leap to another topic within the show. Uh, maybe one that's not particularly uh, germane. germane. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's crazy. You owe me a Coke. No, I owe you a Coke, right? Well, dude, they're, um, they're, they're in Medellin. That's like the Coke <laughs> capital. They should owe us some Coke. Oh, wow. Jeez, okay. Oh. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> so starting a culture war on $10,000. Uh, so unnecessary. But speaking of which, kind of, we're talking about holidays that you love here on our off-topic topic, but not just any holidays. Don't pick Thanksgiving. That's what we're saying. We're talking about obscure and interesting holidays. Maybe it's a holiday that you were lucky enough to enjoy in a culture that isn't your own. Or maybe it's a lesser-known holiday here in the States. Whatever it is, I want to hear about yours, Jonathan and Michael's favorite holidays. 
All right, I got one. Uh, first, I was like, oh my God, this is where you guys are supposed to prep us before our podcast. Michael talks now, and I'm going to think about it. <laughs> oh, but no, we I, don't, man. We put we Come on. We're about that, making that leap. Yeah, on exactly. The spot. It's, it's sometimes our guests uncomfortable. If you tell someone Love they're going to have to leap at X point, that just creates anxiety and it does not give <laughs> us the honest. That's why we don't. We're I, panicking over here. Okay, you're fine. <laughs> you, uh, this was sparked by actually the. Because I believe Carnival was going on, right? And that's why I was like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder. I just made me think of uh, made me think of obscure holidays. Not that, not that that's obscure. Wow, this has been a rough probably six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's not obscure, but it is uh, not something that your average day to day American citizen gets to enjoy. So that is sure. uh, I'm looking to broaden my own perspective on this answer. <laughs> We just had uh, about half of our crew down here in Medellin take the leap to Barranquilla, which has the world's second largest and one of the more sort of indigenous uh, carnivals. So there's a lot of people enjoying that right now. But I would say my favorite holiday I've come across recently is from, uh, I learned it from a South African woman who was on our trip in Buenos Aires this fall. And it's, um, you know, it's essentially, South Africa is obviously an extremely multicultural society. You know, I think hundreds of cultures exist there and languages. And there's um, a holiday there where they celebrate every culture in one day that they can come across. And because even a single family might come and have, you know, half a dozen different cultures and traditions, they, she, this, this one day, uh, this fall took us out to a park in Buenos Aires and she encouraged every single person to come with a specific tradition, a specific holiday, a specific food out into the picnic. And we went out there and, you know, for a couple, it turned into a few hours, you know, we were just celebrating all types of different, you know, traditions around the world. And, and that's actually a holiday within South Africa. And, and I really enjoyed that. Lovely. I think, Terrific. I think mine's less deep. I'm just trying to think of, of the most interesting <laughs> one that I had. And it, it was no depth prob- required. <laughs> it was it involved uh, large amounts of, of fireworks and, and very, very illegal and badly pointed and and uh, yeah, that. it was it was Diwali in India. Um ah. a long time ago when I lived there. And um, it was probably the most insane experience of my life because you have like every kid on every street corner firing off fireworks that would be pretty much like the most, you know, like the, the ones that they would shoot off of the, you know, the George Washington bridge or the ones they do with like the Macy's fireworks for 4th of July in the U S and you just have like, you know, five-year-olds playing with them, like aiming them in your direction and shooting them. So the whole city, uh, is just lit up and it's, uh, it's pretty magnificent. It's a pretty wild experience. That sounds thrilling. That sounds actually very frightening. Yeah, I, I went to the hospital for that. One, so, uh, <laughs> wait, real? Yeah, wait, real? For real? Then, yeah, you can like you can add that on the second end. Second degree burns or puncture wound? What what are we looking at? Puncture wound from running from from something on fire. I stepped on a, a pretty heavy nail and. Uh, oh I'll, well, that makes a lot more sense. It's both more and less horrific. Wow, this guy has more scars. It, there should be a holiday for every scar. This Vince, this is not something I wanted to talk about. I definitely was not intending to, but I have this gigantic scar on the back of my left, like my left hamstring, uh, from uh, Mifflin. Do you know Mifflin? You know what that is, Vince? Oh, like wait. Mifflin Street, like block party yeah, or whatever. The, the University in, of Wisconsin, Wisconsin Madison. Sort of thing. Yeah, just like it's just. I mean, debaucherous, like day drinking <laughs> excuse. I think. And I, I one time, what I believe maybe like my sophomore year of college, uh, I, I was very intoxicated and I tried like jumping over this fence and I just like landed on top of it. And Oof. yeah, wow. Yikes. Yeah, sorry. That just sparked that'll get you. Yeah, that that will get you. Uh, 
Vinny, what about you? you do you have any like? You have any like, family? Uh, yeah, I think fans of the show and people who know me will know that I'm a huge New Year's Eve fan. Oh yes, uh, and I also studied in Berlin for six months, mm-hmm. and the two came together. I actually missed the celebration by a, a few weeks, but uh, Berlin has a celebration called Sylvester. I, it's all of it's all of Germany, really, but it's pretty prominent in the northern half of the country, um, and. They, it's it's just like the perfect, in in my own opinion, uh, version of a New Year's Eve celebration. Lots of camaraderie, lots of getting out and mingling with people despite the weather. Um, it, it's like what the perfect U.S. New Year's Eve celebration would be if it weren't like completely overrun with you know capitalist commercialism. Memes. Yeah, okay, for <laughs> yeah, sure. Right. Yeah, totally. That sounds lovely. Great, and and you, Grant. uh, Yeah, I I should give... Here's what I will say. This is not something anyone else... Oh, well, actually, Vince, maybe you've celebrated this. What I'm thinking of is... Uh, a dude named Thomas Francisco who I, I want to give a quick shout out to his podcast that I've actually been listening to and enjoying a lot. He launched it like recently, I think just at the turn of the new year. Um, and it's called context of sound and he does it with this musician, Sam Sparrow. And there's like talking about, um, like music history and like the scenes kind of surrounding different types of music genres, artists, whatever. Very good. But what I will say is how I met this gentleman, Thomas, who's become a dear, dear friend, uh, was at, I believe, the seventh version of his Barbecue of the Millennium, his annual Barbecue of the Millennium, which happened every every summer and at, at different locales. And it was just really, uh, it was uh, a true feast. A true feast. And, I mean, it's just like a very chill, like, all day kind of thing. Just crazy. Just so indulgent. That's what it is. It was just super indulgent. So this is a non-standard holiday for sure. But it's kind of like a... I don't know, just like the perfect summer day of like just so much food, so much like ridiculous food and, you know, meat and mac and cheese and all all this stuff and just drinking and then just like turned up at night and I was like, wow, this is just like lovely, just lovely. And I met so many amazing people. It was such a a magnet for incredible people. So that, yeah, uh, shouts out to that and to to Thomas. That's a... Maybe the the most obscure type of holiday, the one that you, you <laughs> that made only, yourself. The <laughs> only way you could have gone to that is if you, I guess, probably if you knew Thomas. But I thought maybe you'd come once, Vince. I had it at my house last year. I've been I've been lucky enough to be invited by your grace a few times, but um, I've never made it actually. Your never grace has a ring to it. We should maybe. <laughs> I, I I really meant your graciousness. I said no, 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 no. Let's not. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, grant of the Holy Roman Empire, your grace. Uh, perhaps well, so. Perhaps we climb you, now. Do we climb? Is that how we get back into the conversation? If we are to oh, take yeah. another leap, as long if we have a high enough vertical, we can leap again. We should show notes mm-hmm. that. Uh, have you guys ever seen the video of the Frenchman who takes that that dive into the like the underwater cliff and he holds his breath for like s- several minutes? Have you guys seen this? I don't think so. No. It, it's truly magic. We'll show notes. At, maybe we'll send it to you after the show. But he just like wades into the water, holds his breath without any sort of breathing apparatus or aid. He like goes to the edge of this cliff, underwater cliff, and just like dives and like free dives all the way down. And just this beautiful music playing. And he makes it all the way to the bottom and then sw- like climbs back up. It's it's just really epic. 
That sounds like ang- anxiety inducing to me. Yeah. It's a little bit how it felt when we took a leap a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, in that case, actually, maybe you can you can parlay some of that energy into a couple of questions that we would be we would love to ask you um, and get your candid answers to. Um, the first okay. of which being, how can our listeners support you, you guys, and support your new endeavors? I think. I would encourage them to think on this conversation we've had. You know, we we talked about. You know, first off of, of, you know, we started building a company from a place of values. And you know, if you go to our site, I think it's it's very obvious that's the kind of company we're building here. You know, if, if anybody's so interested in this sort of industry that's emerging, they can they can go out and, and you know, Google co-working retreats and there are their players. And I can almost guarantee them when they come to our site, you know, we'll be the most sort of, you know, thoughtful, intentional, you know, sort of, you know, personal growth driven company that's out there. So I think, you know, before anybody even supports us, I would just encourage them to, to think through these you know conversations we've had maybe john can, can plug a little harder is that, no, and, and that's is it be we'll show notes this as well but it's be unsettled.co is that correct yeah, correct be, be, be unsettled.co yeah. if anybody wants to give us unsettled.co please just any of your listeners just yeah, we'll, we'll send that your way for sure <laughs> um but yeah i mean i think i think to michael's point you know it's we we really don't sell people on these trips like we're not we're not really you sell yourself. Um, people really realize that they're at a point where this is the right experience for them. And, um, and then they take that leap and join us. I think that's the most important part is, you know, we want people to have made a step to be with us. Uh, I think that's really important to this experience is, um, you know, we're not going to sell somebody who's kind of like, oh, I don't know if this is right for me right now. It's like, well, when it's right, we'll be here, you know? Uh, and so I think it's take a look at your life, take a look at where you sit today, take a look at where you are right now and think about what's the kind of change that I want in my life. Is there anything different that I'm looking for? Are there things that I want to explore and how can I actually start to move myself in that direction to make it happen? Uh, and if it so happens that you land on our website and want to join us, well, that's awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> well, well put. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Catch you, catch you there. Um, Second question, guys. If you would like our listeners to take one thing away from your time on the show, what would you want that to be? I think I, I liked, you know, this conversation about funny your voice. I think, um, you know, for for a guy who, um, you know, isn't the most confident in the world, I think, you know, I'm, I'm as I said earlier, I'm so confident in, in my values and in my principles. And I've, I've done that because I've gone through a process. I've um, articulated, you know, the things that are of, of value in my life. And I think, you know, that, you know, and, and turning that into a process, you know, that will build more confidence in the right way. You know, anybody can get out there and be confident that the best salesperson or you know, the, the best looking person or any of these things. But I think, you know, driving your values and becoming conf- confident in sort of the bedrock of your life is, is something I'd, I'd encourage people to think about. Yeah. Well said. I mean, it is. It does seem like <laughs> it does seem like something like uh, what you guys are building can be really representative of a fork in the road for people uh, in terms of like leading to all sorts of other possibilities. And it sounds like if you're truly open to something like this, or you could you could achieve a you know a similar effect obviously not the same, but a similar effect in different ways in your life in all sorts of, with all sorts of methods, you know, but it's like when you really like get intentional and you take a leap of some sort that can like seriously just set you off 
like on a whole path of other leaps. And uh, that's really exciting. I think it's cool that you guys are creating that opportunity for people to, to meet you part way and to, to really like, you know, uh, to, to, to create space embrace, for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Embrace the unknown. That's, that's the one takeaway I would say is just embrace the unknown because in many ways it's far more exciting and, and, and less scary than the known. Yeah, truly, man. And the unknown is more exciting too. If there's anything I've learned from, from your guys' perspective is that, you know, a leap, it is scary in the best possible way. Yep. Right. Well, guys, this has been an absolute pleasure of a conversation. Um, I've, I feel like I need to leap somewhere. I feel like I need to go <laughs> and shake things up. I mean, maybe not, you know, move down to South America, but something, something like that. Just, Man. just wake up, wake up tomorrow, and do something different. That's it. One step. It's, it's, it's micro leaps, right? This or is true, leaps. man. This is important. That is like so. Uh, I mean, and that could be so many things, right? Like you, you yeah. even just like a leap of fucking kindness. Like just be yeah. be extra nice to someone. Be gracious. Be like appreciative. Show gratitude, and like who knows where that might lead. Yeah. All right, all right, boys. Well, we'll see. Uh, we'll see on the next trip. Uh, where are you guys headed next? I'm just curious. Well, I'm headed to Buenos Aires for April, and Michael's headed to Bali for April, and then uh, we'll meet somewhere maybe in May, Barcelona or Bali again, where a couple of things that are on the pipeline and uh, a couple of exciting trips coming up, which we'll, uh, we'll send you guys pretty soon. Beautiful, man. Glad to hear it. Uh, I'm wondering if you guys could do one last thing for us. And it's ri- we don't often Say have your names. No, no, <laughs> no. That first. Yeah, yeah. But that also. I want you to look, no. look deep into the mic and say Grant. <laughs> no, we we like to sign off the show the same every week, and uh, it seems especially apropos with you guys being being the dudes who are leaping, who are uh, just by necessity shipping it and like going shipping off, really. Uh, so we leave our listeners with a ship it. At the end of every episode, I'm wondering if you could give us uh, an unsettled ship it. All right. Ship it. Ship it, guys. <laughs> God damn it. Guys, I was hoping you'd do that in, in conjunction. No, it's better. You know, we have so many unified same time ship You're it's, right. It's better this way. We can't all leap at once, right? Ste- leap There's at probably your own something speed. beautiful leap at your there. Own speed. Be true to yourself. Okay, okay, okay. okay.